Thanks for listening to the Real Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? We're glad that you are back, that you're downloading, subscribing to the Real Talk Podcast. This is the weekly addition to the Revive Church podcast, which you can find at reviveyourworld.com. And I am Stephen Kilgore. I'm the pastor of Revive Church. And every Wednesday, I like to recap the message from Sunday, discuss how we can apply it to our lives, and go a little bit deeper. But before I get into that today, love for you. While you're on your smartphone, which I know everybody is right now, get on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow me on social media, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-K-I-L-G-O-R-E. I love to talk to our audience. I love to get your feedback and love to give you a little glimpse into my life, my family's life, and our church life. All right, now let's talk about last Sunday. I was actually the speaker, and I gave a message called Timing is Everything, where we discussed, where we're discussing actually right now, we're in a series called Acts 9.31, based off of Acts 9.31, and we're talking about spiritual gifts, being encouraged by the Holy Spirit or supplied by God through His Spirit with gifts. And so we've been talking about the spiritual gifts that we see in 1 Corinthians 12, and I taught on the three what we call the dynamic gifts, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the gift of miracles. And one of the things that we taught is that God has a specific timing for when His gifts are to be used. And here's how we worded this. The Bible says that the gifts of God are given just as He determines. And what that means is when God gives it to you. But when the gifts are used, they're used just as we determine, and that's what really determines the release of the power that God gives us. I use this illustration. Imagine if you went to work uh, tomorrow morning, you show up, and let's say you work in an office, you go to the cubicle, and you all of a sudden you see streamers, balloons, a cake, a big birthday gift on your desk, and as you step into your cubicle, everybody in the office jumps out and says, surprise, happy birthday, and you look at them and you just say, it's not my birthday. Well, the timing was off, and so the impact didn't have a full effect. Because it wasn't your birthday, it's awkward. Now, you might just keep the cake and the gift anyway, but the streamers and everything, the work that went into it, it means absolutely nothing. Why? Because you weren't ready for it. It wasn't the perfect time. Or let's flip it. Let's say it is your birthday. You go to work. You're expecting your coworkers to jump out. You're expecting streamers, a gift. You're expecting a big, giant, nothing, bunt cake, whatever it is that you like for your birthday. And as you get there, you realize that no one put any thought into it. They knew it was your birthday. They knew the timing was right, but they didn't feel like it in the moment. It was too much work to do. It was too inconvenient for them. Well, guess what? Again, the impact is lost. The power of that celebration is lost because you expected that timing to be perfect. You expected to receive your gift when you needed it. And while everything had worked out, they didn't put in the work. And so the impact is lost. So let's do some real talk, and let's talk about the issue of timing when it comes to God's timing and our timing. Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts, this is God talking through the prophet Isaiah. He's talking to us as Christians, us as humanity. He says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways aren't your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Another way to say this is God's ways or God's thoughts contain information that we have no knowledge of something that we can't even tap into unless He allows us. And this is why when we feel an urge to use a spiritual gift from God, we have to act immediately. 
Because God knows things that have been going on. He knows things that have been happening behind the scenes that are important to the person that we're supposed to be using our gift with or for. I would go as far as to say that God's timing is not our timing. His timing is higher or better or more perfect than our timing. So let's touch on the reasons why we don't act when God tells us to. We don't obey when God tells us to. The first one is really pretty simple. It's pretty obvious to most people. We just don't want to. We just don't want to. Another way of really saying this is that we refuse to submit. Now, submission is is a real problem because I think sometimes it's miscommunicated. Submission can be something that uh, can be detrimental to somebody or it can be beneficial to somebody. And what we're talking about is the beneficial aspect of it. Whether it be on the job, submitting to your boss, or if you're married, submitting to your spouse, we have a real passion to do things our way. We always think we're right. We want to do it our way. It's more comfortable to do it our way. But let me give you a key to this. Submission is always easier when you know who you're submitting to has the best in mind for you. Let me say that again. Submission is always easier when you know who you are submitting to has the best in mind for you. It's difficult to submit to someone when you know their intent is based solely in their own interests. But when it comes to God, His instruction, His commands, and our obedience, we can always be sure that His intent is about our benefit, about humanity's benefit, about people's benefit. He gets the glory out of it, but we get the benefit of it. And that's really important to know. The more that you understand that God loves you, He has the best interest at heart for you, and He wants to bless you, He wants to do something through you, the easier it becomes to submit when He moves on your heart to do something. Let's talk about number two. We're afraid of what might happen. Yeah, this is a big reason. This is the second reason we'll talk about. We're afraid. We're fearful of what might happen if we step out on faith, if we obey what the Holy Spirit is telling us, what God's really moving on us to do. What might happen? I'll be honest with you. Yes, this still happens to me. It's still an obstacle. It's still a struggle. I've been a Christian for over 25 years. I've really been cultivating my relationship with God over the past 12 years, but I still deal with this. Let me say this to you. Nerves are natural Nerves are natural. It's okay to be nervous. When the Holy Spirit tells you to go talk to somebody and give them a a specific uh, word to say something specific to them that might encourage them, that might change the trajectory of their life, it is nerve-wracking. It's uncomfortable. It's unnatural. And that's why we need a supernatural confidence that only God can give us. Just like anything else in your life that you're nervous about, The more you do it, the less nervous you are the next time. When I was a kid, I hated roller coasters. If I can be honest, I'm not a fan of heights. It's not that I'm afraid of heights. I'm not afraid like I'll die or anything, but my adrenaline just kicks in the higher I get when I'm in an open space. And a roller coaster, you know, you're not confined or anything. You just got a little uh, bar over you. And I know they're safe and everything, but for some reason, the higher I got out in the open air, the more nervous I would get, and my adrenaline would kick in, and I I hated roller coasters. When I was a kid, I used to kick and scream when my parents took me to Six Flags. I would not ride a roller coaster for the life of me. I I don't care what they bribed me with. They could give me Dr. Pepper and funnel cake. I would not go on a roller coaster. And one day, finally, after many years, I was finally a teenager. Finally, my friends talked me into it, and I did it. And it was scary, and my adrenaline did kick in, but I did it. 
you know, when you're on a roller coaster, there's no way to get out of it midway, right? So the more I did it, though, the more I realized it wasn't as bad as I thought. My adrenaline still kicked in, absolutely. That open air feeling still was there, but it got easier and easier to do the more I did it. And let me tell you, the more that you obey the Holy Spirit, the more when you feel that, you know, that little feeling, that little prompting that God's putting on you to do something specific according to the gifts that he's giving you in the moment, the more you do it, the more fun you'll have to do it. The, the more fun you'll have doing it, the more exciting it'll be. Just like riding a roller coaster, it becomes more fun, more exciting. The nerves will still be there. Absolutely. I wish I could tell you it, it never gives, it gets, oh, you couldn't get over that. I wish I could tell you, you could get over that easily, but the nerves may always be there, but it becomes easier and more exciting and more fun, especially when you see the impact that you get to have. And the third thing I want to say, the third thing I think the reason why we stop obeying the Holy Spirit or listening to the Holy Spirit is because sometimes you may have too many voices talking to you at once. Think about this. It's difficult to listen to too many voices at once if they're all trying to have a conversation with you. But it's amazing how even if we're in a stadium full of people, we can focus on the voice of one person and have a conversation with them, even with thousands of other people talking. In the same way, we have to train our hearts and our minds to know the voice of the Holy Spirit above all others. We have to learn how to focus on that voice. So how does that happen? A lot of people have asked me, how do you hear from God? Well, it takes time, it takes practice, and it takes some mistakes. No one likes hearing that, but it does. Before you can recognize someone's voice that you really care about, that you love, you have to spend a lot of time listening to them. You have to spend a lot of time with them, period. So my question to you is, are you designating specific time and preferably time at the beginning of your day to being with God? No other voices, no distractions, no Facebook, no social media, no text messages, no phone calls, no emails, no Netflix, no Hulu, nothing else but you and God. Now, when you first do this, it does get a little uncomfortable. It's unnatural for us today because my generation and the generation coming up, we are immediately in contact and connected with hundreds, maybe even thousands of people all around the world through our smartphone and through technology instantly. So it's unnatural for us to disconnect from everybody else and spend time with just one person. But once you start, remember, it gets easier every time you do it. So take time out of your day, mix up the activity. Maybe read a short passage of scripture and take some time to really think deeply about it. What the Bible says, meditate on it. Roll it around in your head a few times. Think about how it applies to your life. Maybe you pray. Or, let me clarify this, maybe you don't pray, but maybe you just talk to God. It doesn't have to be fancy, just be real. Or put a good worship album on. Sing your little heart out. If you're like me, you can do this while you're in the shower or in the car on the way to work. That's me. I am belting it out in the car on the way to work, getting ready for my day. But the more time you spend in the presence of God, the more fine-tuned your heart and your mind become to His voice. And that is how we train ourselves to recognize and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. All right, next week, we are going to keep going in Acts 9.31. It'll actually be the final message, and we're going to have a guest speaker, Paul Rice, again. He'll be out to give us the last three gifts that God gives us, what we call the discerning gifts. And I also want to remind you, April 15th and 16th is Easter weekend all around America. Be sure to check out Easter at Revive.com. 
And if you're in the DFW area, we would love to have you out that weekend. April 15th, we're gonna have activities for the families, a big giant egg hunt. Uh, and the 16th, we're gonna have an awesome, awesome rockin' service. So we would love to have you out as our guest. So if you're gonna be in the area, get online and shoot us an email, and we would love to hear from you so we can give you the VIP treatment. And then next week, we will be back with another in-depth look of our weekend message from Revive Church. But until then, remember, go follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to share this podcast with others. Review it, rate it. We also appreciate that. Thank you again for listening. And remember, when it comes to Jesus in our lives, we should never be afraid of some real talk.